It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora and have the privilege of hosting this program on Grace FM and the Hope FM radio networks every Wednesday and Thursday afternoon, and I'm very blessed to be a small part of your life today. Uh, This is the show where we take your calls and your questions, uh, answer them with open Bibles. Um, Usually my Bible is open on my computer uh, as I use a Bible program. I also have a Bible right here next to me, and hopefully as you call in, we'll be able to talk about the things of the Lord together, and we'll be able to see what what it is um, that God's will is for our lives, uh, what it is to to answer uh, the heavy things that are on our hearts and on our minds, uh, and and what does that look like? Uh, what does the Bible have to say on the matter? And hopefully that's our first response uh, whenever we come to an issue uh, in life. We we ask, what does the Bible say? Uh, because that's the most important question to ask. Uh, we we aren't looking for man's opinion. Uh, we're not going to get anywhere with man's opinion, uh, but we will get everywhere uh, with what God has to say. And we won't always get the answer. I I won't always know it, uh, which is okay because God's ways are not our ways, and none of us have full 100% knowledge. Uh, But we do have a God that wants to reveal himself to us. Uh, We do have a God who loves us and cares for us. Uh, We do have a God who uh, has condescended to our level by sending his own son, Jesus Christ, to, to come in human form and walk the earth and sacrifice his life uh, for ours. And because of that great sacrifice, we now have a uh, we now have a relationship with God our Creator by faith, and we are able to walk in the forgiveness of our sins. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, if you want to get on the air, if you want to call, uh, that's the number, 303-690-3000. If you'd like to text, we have a text-only line. Uh, that's just uh, to fill in time. If we don't have calls, we'll go to the text line. So you can text and, and send your text in, 720-336-0897. That's only for texting. Uh, you, you We don't have, you, you can't... Um, uh, you can't call that number, leave a message. Don't do not do that because we don't get it. We won't answer it. It's only for texting. Like this text question that came in while we're waiting uh, so quickly. Where in the Bible does it say that Peter was crucified upside down? The answer, nowhere. Uh, that is something that's given to us uh, by a church history. Uh, it's, a, it's something that's given us church history, uh, and there's nowhere in the Bible that specifically says that Peter was crucified upside down. We have it given to us um, by um, the church history and what has been given to us through that. It's a tradition, and and the tradition is actually rooted uh, in John chapter 21, where Jesus said, I assure you, when you were young, You'll tie your belt and walk wherever you want it. But when you grow older, you'll stretch out your hands and someone else will tie you and carry you where you don't want to go. And then John reported this is to signify by what kind of death 
he would glorify God. So the idea is that Peter was crucified, stretching out your hands, came from John, but it doesn't give uh, the indication of upside down or where. Um, I think we get from history, uh, the the historian Eusebius uh, claims in his uh, book Ecclesiastical Christ, uh, History that all the apostles were martyred except for John. Um, and and we have somebody saying that, but but the, there is no specific scripture uh, that we can point to that says he was crucified upside down. But you know the closest thing we'd get to is um, John twenty one three zero three six nine zero three thousand. While we wait for the phone lines to to ring, as I see some calls are coming in, uh, I want to get to another text question. Can you help me understand uh, the difference between the LDS? Uh, church or what's known as the Church of the Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints, or we commonly know them as uh, Mormons. Uh, what is the significant differences, um, and what do they think differently about Jesus? Well, the most significant difference, um, there's a lot of significant differences between uh, the uh, Mormonism, the cult, uh, and true Christianity. And it, it stems directly with who Jesus is, because if we don't have Jesus correct, then we're not going to have any of our other theology correct. Uh, and even if we say the same things and use the same words, uh, as many cults do, they the definition of those words is of most, most importance. Um, the, the, the Mormons, uh, they believe that Jesus was a created being, and that Jesus and Satan are actually spirit brothers, uh, which would put them on an equal plane. Uh, and that alone, I, I wouldn't need to go through any other issue, that, uh, that belief alone would nullify uh, the reality of uh, the Mormons of being true uh, followers of the true Jesus Christ. Um, now, if you're a Mormon and you're listening in, and that might kind of ruffle your feathers a little bit, or you know, get you upset. I, I don't. I don't intend to get you upset by telling you the truth. I intend to stir up in your mind a desire to find the truth, uh, not to defend. We don't necessarily have to defend anything. Don't you don't need to become defensive. Um, but what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Not the not. And I know that it's a. There's a convenience about the Book of Mormon where you believe that the Bible is is accurate and correct as far as it was translated correctly. Um, but that that's. That's not really an acceptable belief because then who's the one that determines whether it's translated? The person, Joseph Smith, uh, does he now determine what's translated correctly and the things you don't, you, a person doesn't agree with? Now all, all of a sudden it's not translated correctly? I mean, we have church history all throughout the ages um, identifying and uh, teaching and affirming the deity of Jesus Christ, who Jesus himself is God. He's not a God. He's not a little God. And he's certainly not an equal to the devil uh, or his spirit brother. So I do recommend this book. Uh, if you really desire to study uh, objectively uh, more information about Mormons or Jehovah Witnesses, uh, another group, you can get the book Reasoning from the Scriptures uh, with Jehovah Witnesses or Reasoning from the Scriptures with Mormons, either one, uh, depending on what the topic is, uh, would greatly benefit you on your journey of studying such things. 303-690-3000. We have some calls online, so we're going to pick up right away with Michael. Michael's calling from Denver, Colorado. Michael, welcome to the program. 
Hey, Pastor, how are you doing, sir? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. You might remember me. I, we, I put a prayer request in for my brother Bob up in New York. Yes, I do remember your voice. Okay. Um, well, I want to give you a praise report. They Obviously, I told you they, they couldn't do the operation because the uh, tumor had grown to like four or five inches. It was yes. too close to where they order. I don't know if I told you this or not. Okay. So they couldn't do the operation. So he's uh, convalescing the home. Yes. Getting his strength back, and then Good. they've got to go back and deal with the with the VA on a um, on further treatment, radiation, something like with radiation. Yes. So you know, I was wanted, but he he's doing pretty good considering what they, what they had to do to his do to his ribs to get in there and check that out. Yes. Well, that's so, that's uh, good. I'm, I do want to keep pre- the prayers going for his, for him and my sister and all Darlene's salvation. Okay. And for his uh, convalescing, getting his strength back, and for God to have his will done in my brother's life as far as this cancer goes, too. And you can keep me in prayer, too, because I've got my own situation going on. Okay, uh, well, Father, we, Denver, we, pray, so. we pray for this family, and um, God, our hearts are broken over the of the difficulty of life and the consequences of sin and, and sicknesses and cancers, Lord, and, and a whole mm-hmm. host of things that, that just beat us down and Take us out, Lord, and we pray for your Holy Spirit to strengthen us, uh, to refresh us and fill us with you, with you, Lord. Fill us with your presence. Fill us with your love, Lord. Um, teach us what it means to follow you. And, and I, I, I want to rejoice with my brother, the good news about his brother and his sister-in-law. We pray for their salvation. God, we do. We pray that these circumstances would bring about a revelation of their need to follow you, a revelation of their need to, to walk with you and to commit themselves to you, Lord, through the scariness of a cancer diagnosis. And I pray for Michael as he's as he has shared in his own heart, Lord, his own mouth, that he has his own issues. And and so certainly so many of us listening in and being a part of the show today, we all have our own issues as well. And we just pray for you to do a work that only you can do, Lord. Do do a work that in, in encouraging and in comforting and strengthening us that we might be able to follow you and honor you with our lives. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor, can I pray for you real quick? You know, I'd appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. Father, I pray that right now for Pastor, I pray, Lord, for him and for his family and for his, yes, Lord. And for his serving you, Father God. He loves, he loves your church. He loves you, Father God. And he gives us time and his and his and his life to you. He's just like a first responder, or mm. or mil- the military. Lord, he's putting, he's got something different prioritized. Prioritized instead of his family. Lord, he has you first. So, Lord, bless this man, bless his family, bless this program, and all the pastors that get on here and do what they do, giving the all the wisdom and all the help and all the protection that he needs, Father God. And I ask this name of your holy and precious Son, Jesus Christ, who is my Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I, I had, it's been a pretty rough day, so I appreciate God putting that on your heart to pray for me. Thank you. You pray for us, Pastor. We should be praying for you. That. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you, brother. Have a good day. Amen. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 
303-690-3000 is the number. This is Calvary Live. You're listening in here in Colorado and Wyoming on on Grace FM. And you guys on the East Coast, we're just so honored to be a part of your life. Uh, you're tuned in to Hope FM. And between these two stations, uh, we are broadcasting Calvary Live. Now, you guys on the East Coast, uh, you hear Calvary Live a week later. But when the show is on, you can call in. So just call in. Uh, and talk to the pastor that's hosting, and then that particular episode will air the following week. So you guys in Colorado, unless we're praying and playing an encore, you're hearing this live, so call me right now. Uh, and uh, it, um, if you're on the East Coast, you can still call, but you're going to hear it a week delayed. 303-690-3000 uh, is the number, 303 uh, 3,000. We're going to go over to Pennsylvania, and Kayla is calling uh, in Pennsylvania. Welcome, Kayla. Well, Hi, what can I, I do for you? It. Oh, don't be. It's okay. Let's just talk like we're on the phone. Okay. Um, my question was about mystical creatures. Like okay. when you read in Revelation about all the... Um, the mystical, the mystical creatures, the demons, and things like that that are on the earth when yes. Satan walks upon the earth, I guess. Okay, and like, what's your question? Like, which ones, like, I don't know, like, how much of it, I wouldn't say how much of it is true, because all of it's supposed to be true, but my thing is, like, with rockers and things like that who wear all those demons and creatures on their shirts and things like like yeah. I don't know I'm well that's a good question let's answer it in a big in a broad sense and then see if if that helps you a little bit uh, thinking through this uh, there, there is a spiritual reality um, the Bible teaches that very clearly there's a spiritual reality that's been divided into two camps um, an easy way to describe that is there's the good side of the spiritual realm and there's a bad side of the spiritual realm. And in the good side of the spiritual realm, we, we have God and his angelic creations. Uh, on the bad side of the spiritual realm, we have the, demo- the, the realm of the devil and the demonic, uh, the, the realm of demons. Uh, and we know that there was one class of spiritual, um, of spiritual angels created. And in that one class and one group of spiritual angels that were created one-third of them rebelled against God and, and be, have become known what we know today. They aligned themselves with the devil and they became, became the demonic world. So for the rockers and the, the, the heavy metalers and the, the folks that are dabbling in the occult and dabbling in witchcraft and things, that's all very, very real. Now, not yeah, everything I believe it's that real they, too. Yeah. yeah, not everything that they wear and not everything that they draw and not everything that is real you know, there's a lot of goofiness and a lot of, you know, just trying to make money and stuff. But that doesn't mean that the demonic realm isn't real. It is. Um, Jesus affirms it. Um, I mean, God affirms it. Jesus affirms it. The Holy Spirit affirms it. Uh, the, the New Testament writers affirm it. And you and I could have our own testimony of the reality of the demonic realm and the fight that's going on in the spiritual realm. So, uh, the answer is it's real. To what degree everything that people are into is real? You know, some people make things up and, you know, some people uh, goof off and 
Um, you know, like for example, um, uh, you you see magic, you know, like illusion. Like if you see magic on TV, um, mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes magic is like totally uh, of the devil. You know, like weird incantations and stuff. But 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 All sometimes right. it's just a trick. You know, they're just tricking you. They're just goofing off and tricking you. And there's no demonic influence on it at all. And so you really have to just take it on a case-by-case basis uh, when you're asking that question. And then do your best to stay away from those things that are evil and dark. Don't mess around with them. Don't open the door to them. Last night, I had my first nightmare in a long time. And um, I just hope that it doesn't, you know, start occurring again. It used to be every night. Like yeah. zombie dreams every night, and like wow. for zombies, um, the in Revelations it talks about the dead walking the earth. I mean, right. would and you come, relate you know, this to, a, or is that just something you'd say is made up? Yeah, I I don't really believe that what the Bible's describing in Revelation is what's depicted on TV and movies as zombies today. Um, I, I think that the dead comes back to life and it's going to be pretty crazy looking and it's going to be pretty eerie, but, but I, and you know, we don't know for sure, but I really don't think it's going to be like uh, the zombie, the zombies that are being depicted on television today and being depicted in movies. Uh, I think it's going to be, I think personally, it's going to be more dramatic than even the, what you see in the movies. Right. That kind of stuff. But they're not scary. walking dead. They're dead people walking alive. That's, that's the difference. That they're they're going to come back. They're 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 alive. They're not walking. They're not dead walking around. They're alive walking around. They're just going to look bad. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Uh, yes, sir. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Uh, when you talked about this nightmare that you had uh, about zombies, have you been watching zombie shows or movies or anything? Uh, at the time, this was probably four years ago. I was. Okay. Uh, playing a video game. I'm not even really into video games. This is like one of the three video games I ever played and I refuse to play it now. And like, I try to avoid all the zombie stuff now because it was really scary. And that's, that's the reason I ask. I would want for everyone to be listening in too, both young and old that we need to be careful of what we fill our minds with. Uh, We need to be careful with what we're looking at. We need to be careful. And, and usually a, a lot of the activity in our dream life uh, sometimes it is from the Lord. God definitely uses dreams in our lives, but many times uh, in our sleep cycles, uh, what's in our minds and our nightmares uh, have everything to do with what we filled our mind with. And so we want to be careful uh, to stay innocent in the things that are evil and to be excellent in what is good. Uh, that'll minimize uh, the opportunity for our minds to be, you know, running wild even while we're sleeping. So thanks for right. thanks and for was, calling and thanks for your question. Joseph, was it Joseph who? Um deciphered um, dreams yeah joseph deciphered dreams i wish uh, i I could like do like be more like that with dreams like i wonder what they mean more but okay i won't take up any of your time that's okay all right god bless you i appreciate your um your response thanks for calling bye-bye 303-690-3000 is the number taking your calls taking your questions and, and just open to a work of the Holy Spirit today, uh, just knowing that uh, God is good and God is gracious and, and He loves us so much. You know, isn't that just such a, a great thing to be reminded of the love of God today, uh, to be reminded of His goodness and His grace, to be reminded of His faithfulness uh, and just, just what, the Lord is, what the Lord is doing um, and what he wants to accomplish in our lives. 303-690-3000. We're going to move on to the next call. 
is uh, Desiree. Desiree from Brighton, Colorado is calling. Desiree, welcome to the program. Hello. How are you doing, Pastor Ed? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um had a bad week. I had a bad week, um, but I was going to ask a question. Okay. okay I, from I was, because I am a, a follower of yours. I haven't made it to your church, but I listen to you every day. I thank okay, you. Thanks. I thank you for filling my mornings up with the beautiful Word of God. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm a little humbled that you would follow me, but I just think of what the Bible says, that imitate me as I imitate Christ, because he's the one that we ultimately are all following. Isn't that cool? Yes, yes. It's awesome. You you helped me so much during the time of my mom's passing. I would listen to you. Mm. You preaching the Word of God. You just, wow, you just moved me. And um, I, I was told, through your church, um, angels, angels and human beings are two different species, correct? They're two different created classes. That's correct. Okay. And, and, and I was, I was, you know, sharing this with one of my friends and, um, she couldn't believe me. So, you know, and it says never to argue over religion, right? So I, I just, Kind of like yeah. kept my mouth quiet, and but I just told her to listen to your station. And I said, he, he ministers the Word of God so beautifully, and he makes it where everybody understands. So I just want to share that. Well, I see in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, right in the very beginning of your Bible, the very first book of the Bible, it says, God, God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over creeping things. Uh, and God created man in his own image. And man is a unique creation of God. You could even say that that man is the crown jewel of God's creation. Uh, and okay. he, he, they are very distinct from the angelic realm. Okay, that sounds beautiful. But I I have um, kind of fell into some evil. I have um, okay. two sons. One of my sons been um, not married, but he's been living with this girl for nine years. Well, she just um, let us know something horrible, very, you know, disrespectful to the family. But I fell into something ugly because I put it on Facebook. Pastor, oh. and I woke up and I prayed to God and I deleted everything that I feel so bad, so bad because that's not me no more. That's right. That's not, not me no more. more. That's right. So I just want to ask if you could pray over my family today. I will. I will. And let me tell you something, sister, as you humble yourself and, and you confess this sin to the Lord and then you share it with us. I think God's going to use it because I, I know as a as a pastor, I, I see this happen all the time where people are, are putting their fam, dirty laundry on, on the internet and they're putting it on Facebook and they're tearing each other down and, and it's not from the Lord. Just like you learned the hard way, that is yeah. not God's will. Facebook and Twitter and, and it, that we're not to tear a brother down publicly. We're not to try oh. to destroy them. We're not That's to air right. our dirty laundry. We're to the Bible says if we have a problem with a brother or sister, that we're supposed to go to them 
directly just alone and try to work it out. And I just find too many Christians, uh, too many followers of Jesus Christ uh, using a Facebook to try to destroy a person, uh, and and it's not from the Lord. And just I want them to hear your heart because your confession is a better message what you just and did I right did. now. I confessed this morning, and I told everybody I apologize. I apologize to my Lord and Good. Savior. Good. But um, if I'm going to be on the Internet, it's to share the Word of God. That's it. That's good. That's good. So let me pray for you. And Thank you, uh, pray just maybe God used you to bring some conviction to people's hearts too. So Father, I pray for my sister. Uh, just the heaviness of life circumstances um, led her to make a bad choice. That you obviously already know God, that she's sorry. She asked for your forgiveness. And I pray you would flood her right now with forgiveness. I pray right now, God, that you would show her how much you love her, um, how much... You want to restore her, and please mend some of the fences with her family. Um, not only did she ask for forgiveness, but she's repentant. And when there's repentance, God, there's restoration of relationship. And so I hope that her family will forgive her, and I hope their family will they'll come back together, and there'll be restoration. Why? Because you broke her heart over her sin, and she came back home to her father and said, I'm sorry and try to make it right with all of her family, with restitution like Zacchaeus, just trying to make it right. May you do that work, Lord, through her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. Thank you. And you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, we're coming up on the first half of the show break, so I'll just kind of talk us out of the program. You guys that are waiting online, stick on, stick around. Uh, we're going to get back to you on the beginning. We have one line open, 303-690-3000. Um, text me questions, uh, 720-336-0987. Um, I got a text question that I'm going to answer uh, right now. It says, can you explain Romans 8.29 in the foreknowledge of God and predestination? Uh, how it applies to believer and unbeliever and free will. <laughs> what a huge question. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do that on the air, but I'll tell you what. Go to our website. I'm gonna. There's two things coming up because we're going to deal with this coming up in, in a Bible study on Wednesday nights in 1 Kings. Uh, we're going to deal with this. Uh, and, and after I do the Bible study in 1 Kings, the very next week, I'm going to teach on this very topic, Romans 8.29. That's the whole study is going to be just on your question. But if you can't wait that long, go to calvaryaurora.org, calvaryaurora, A-U-R-O-R-A.org. Go to the Book of Romans in the, in the sermon archive, and I have a Bible study specifically on uh, Romans uh, chapter 8, and it's answering your question, all three of them, in a Bible study. And, and a Bible study, a 45-minute, 50-minute Bible study, probably isn't going to be as thorough as you want. Um, because this is one of those topics that we could study until uh, the return of Jesus Christ and never really get to um, an answer that's sufficient for us. But I do my best as a pastor to answer the question for you. So go to our website, calvaryaurora.org. I can say this, the foreknowledge of God is true. The predestination of God is true. Uh, believers and unbelievers have free will. Those are true. How they reconcile, that's the challenge. Uh, because in our finite minds, it's a very difficult thing for us to put all the pieces together, and that's what causes us so much frustration. Uh, and but I put a I put a study together. I did my best, uh, and I taught it to our church years ago, and I'm going to be reteaching it here 
uh, because of this section of 1 Kings that we're in, how God says that this is what he wanted to do all along. And and a lot of people conclude that that's just like fate. You know, if, if God's already got it decided, then why do I care? But that's not, that's not, God is not, the doctrine of the pre, of predestination is not the worldly concept of fate. Uh, and man does have free will. Um, just as God condescended to us in sending his son, Jesus Christ, he's also condescended to us in giving humanity a free will choice. And the real question uh, when it comes to free will is simply this, did Adam and Eve have a real choice in the garden? Because if they didn't have a real choice, then God is responsible for their sin, which of course he's not. We'll be right back. This is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor at Calvary Aurora. We're going to have a quick break, but we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Calvary Live. I'm glad you joined us this afternoon. The number to dial is 303-690-3000. Lines are full right now, but when somebody drops off, that means a line is opened, and that's the best time to call. You can always text me at 720 336-0897. Three three six zero eight nine seven. You can text um, any time during the show, uh, any time during the week when the show is on. And those text questions we sometimes use to fill time. So if you don't get an answer, um, you know, please forgive us uh, because we didn't get to it because the show was full, so full. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Let's go right back to the phone lines. Uh, we have it looks like Amanda. Amanda's calling from Greeley, Colorado. Amanda, welcome to the program. Hi. Um, so I just had a quick question about um, God's God's will for our lives. Um, I over this past year and going through a really nasty divorce, and with that comes um, a custody battle. And um, it's been something that you know. I mean, it's really brought me close to the Lord, and you know, I can really see why the Bible emphasizes for us not to be unequally yoked. Um, but I guess, you know, I have a hearing coming up and, um, you know, and it's a, it's kind of determines the custody battle. And, um, you know, I, I just really, you know, I can be okay with the outcome as long as I know that it's, you know, and I've been praying for God's will to be done, you know, and, and just like whatever happens, you know, as long as it's God's will, I can be okay with that. Well, how do you know that, you know, God's, it's God's will, you know, like, when do you know when to like stop fighting? And, you know, like, how do you know that what's happening is God's will? Like, does that make sense? Like, it does. Um, yeah. I know that the Bible, you know, there's a verse that says, you know, God has, doesn't have plans to harm you, but to prosper you and stuff like that. So, um, you know, he obviously knows what I want, but what? how do you know that, you know, God's will is being done? How, how can I pray that, you know, just the judge will, you know, do what God's will is? You know, how do you know that? Well, one of the ways that we determine... Uh, and, and discover what the will of God is, is, is what it, from his word. Uh, that's the first place that we look. And for a child to be separated from their parents uh, is, is not the heart of God. God gave, God gave uh, a child two parents. And even if the parents can't get along, uh, it's not, that doesn't change God's heart toward that child. That child needs both their parents. 
You know, it's not God's heart for a child to be separated from their grandparents. Uh, God's God's will is for grandparents to to give their grandchildren a heritage and to be a vital part of their family uh, and a, bo- a vital part of their upbringing. And so we, we can we can look at this situation and see that even though there's brokenness of sin, that doesn't change God's heart and God's desire for that child to be a part of your life. Um, to try to make the most of this. I mean, if you really want to know what God's will is, um, it, it is to have both of his mom and dad saved, loving Jesus, living for Jesus Christ in a, in a home together, raising the children together. That's the best for God. And, and while we don't have the best always because, sin, you know, because of sin and the brokenness of this world, we want to go toward we want to go toward the best. We want to get as close to the best as possible in this fallen world. So when you're praying for the judge, you're praying for your for what God designed you to be, to be the mom in your child's life as much as you possibly can for as many yeah, hours and days as you possibly can. It's October of last year, so it's been really hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's difficult. I mean, it's, it's that's what sin does. You're You're experiencing... Uh, even as all of us are experiencing the different effects and consequences of sin and sinful behavior. Sometimes it's our own sinful behavior, sometimes it's others, but that's what you're experiencing right now. And so how to pray? We pray for God's will to be done. And and even though we think we know what God's will is, we're still in our prayer life going to trust God that he's going to accomplish his will. Even if we don't like it, even if we don't like the way it went out, um, like, for example, let's say the worst thing happened and the judge says, you get no time with your child. Well, we can conclude that that is God's will for right now. Right. But is it God's best? No, it's not God's best. And so we're going to keep praying that God will put your case before a judge that would have compassion and mercy on you and give you time with your kids. Right. And 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 change this circumstance so that we can get to as close to God's perfect will as possible. Uh, and, and ultimately, you know, how do we know God's will? We discover it in, in His Word, and then we pray that God would reveal it to us through the circumstances. That makes sense. So we don't always know. You know, we don't always have the answer, and sometimes, like, when you stand before a judge, I mean, everyone listening in, I, I can assure you, uh, I can assure you that everyone listening to this program right now or podcasting it later, Amanda, is experiencing something <clears throat> that isn't God's best for them. And if, if we were in a perfect world that is untouched by sin, like the millennial period will be, if we were in a perfect world, we wouldn't ex- be experiencing so much pain and sorrow and suffering that we are right now because of sin. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm sorry you're going through this. I wish, you know, I wish that um, we could roll back the clock because I know with the knowledge that you have right now, um, you would probably make a lot of different decisions in the past. But, you know, we can't go back to the past. We can't change the past. We can only trust God for today and and cling to him uh, for whatever future he might give us. And, and that's important. We need, to, we need to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. We need to acknowledge God in all our ways, and He'll direct our paths. Awesome. So Perfect. can I pray for you? Please, yeah. God, I pray for my sister Amanda and, 
and I hear the pain in her voice, God, and the difficulty of this trial, and even as she verbalized for us all, and I hope it's a warning to many, uh, to be unequally yoked equals pain and suffering and sorrow. It's something you've told us not to do, um, not not like not to do that with our eyes wide open. We need not to do that. Um, but Lord, um, we're going to keep walking in love, and we're going to keep walking in you, and we're going to trust you to redeem our lives and our mistakes. Uh, and I pray for this custody hearing that that Amanda will get some time with her kids, a lot of time. I know in type in situations like this, um, it could be as much as fifty fifty. Um, and maybe even more. And so I just pray for that. Because even though it's broken and mistakes were made, a child needs um, her a child needs her mom. And a child needs her grandparents on her mom's side. Just like every child needs their parents and every grandchildren need both sides of their pa- grandparents in their lives. We pray for that. Even through the brokenness of sin. Your word says that right now we see in a glass dimly, but one day we're going to see face to face. And that's our hope, God that we'll be able to see you face-to-face, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Amanda. God bless you. Uh Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000 is the number. We've got a phone, another line uh, available. Grab it while you can. I'll move on to Dave. Uh, Dave is calling from Denver, Colorado. Dave, welcome to the program. How's it going, Pastor Ed? It's going great. That's good. I had a question. Um, I was listening to Grace FM, and uh, I forgot who the pastor was. It was last night at 10 o'clock. Okay. But he was talking about the book of Revelation, and he said that once we uh, inherit our heavenly bodies, uh, when we get to heaven, there's five different crowns that we can achieve. Um, What are those crowns, and, and what does he mean by we can achieve them? I have no idea. I don't, I've never heard that you can achieve crowns in heaven. That's well, maybe it's new. not achieve, but it's like, like the building of treasures in heaven, um, building up those five different crowns. While we're still here. Um, yeah. I could say I, that. I might be butchering what he said, but, um, are there five crowns? Well, here's some things that I can give you. There's, there's, um, uh, there are different crowns, yes. So let me give them to you. You ready? Mm-hmm. There's the crown of righteousness in Second Timothy chapter four, verse eight. There's an what's referred to as an incorruptible crown, First Corinthians chapter nine, verse twenty-five. There's the crown of life, James chapter one, verse twelve, Revelation chapter two, verse ten. Uh, there's the crown of glory, First Peter chapter five, verse two, and there's the crown of rejoicing, First Thessalonians chapter two, verse nineteen. Mm-hmm. So those five crowns are mentioned uh, in the scriptures. Okay, and those uh, you just have as a Christian. Well, you know, if you if you look at them as you as you're laying up for yourselves treasures in in heaven, um, you know the. The crown of righteousness comes for, to the person, the Bible says, as you read each of those scriptures, the, the crown of righteousness comes to those that love the Lord's appearing. Uh, the incorruptible crown comes to those that exercise self-control. The crown of life are those that endure patiently through serious trials. The crown of glory um, goes to those that were godly leaders and examples. And then the crown of rejoicing goes to those that 
our soul winners are those that um, have shared the gospel and led people to Christ. And you can look at what where each crown comes from by uh, reading those various scriptures that I that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a great question. All right. Thanks, Pastor Ed. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm taking your calls and your questions today. Uh, just letting the Lord lead us today and encourage us. It's so good to be a part of uh, what God is doing in our lives. You know, all we have is today what God wants to accomplish in our lives today, how he wants to work in our lives, how he wants to um, develop in us his Christ-like character, his, um, his work in our lives. Here's a question that came through on texting. Hey, pastor, I had a question. Is it bad to get married at 19 years of age in the Bible? Because I've been with my girlfriend for two years. We've been growing together with the Lord. We talked about getting married. We know that we want to be together serving the Lord, but I'm just asking if it's okay to get married at 19. Well, the Bible doesn't specify an age to get married. Um, This is more of a decision of the conscience and a decision of wisdom. We know from the Old Testament that marriage um, was primarily, uh, they were arranged marriages where parents would uh, develop relationships with their neighbors and their their folks in their lives, and they would com- combine their kids, even at a young age, and commit their kids to one another in marriage. And the family was very much involved in the marital process, which I believe that marriage, we the families need to be involved in the marital process here. So it at this phase, part of how you guys get to your question answers is by making sure your parents are involved, uh, making sure that there's a, a peace among everyone involved uh, in the families, the in, the future in-laws, um, that if a decision to marriage at whatever age, whatever family's available, should be involved because you're marrying into that family. And you get to, you need to get to know as much as you can about um, your in your future in-laws because... Um, man, it's so it's so important. Um, it's so important that everybody is in unity uh, together. Another thing that we learn from the Old Testament when it comes to marriage is that the man would establish the home in order to bring his wife home. So he would establish, he would have a career, uh, he would have a home, and he would be able to provide for the needs of the family uh, before the marriage. And in our size society, at 19, most likely you won't be in a stage to provide for the needs of your family. And so that's something to consider. Um, that Because if, if you're not able to provide for the needs of your family and you could go to school or you could learn a trade, uh, it would be better to do that while you're not married uh, instead of doing that while you're married. Another consideration that I would have uh, when it comes to this question is the church family that you're a part of. What has the pastoral team and the elders of your church, what have they done uh, through the premarital process to prepare you? For example, if you wanted to get married in our church, uh, you would have to go through premarital counseling, and we would walk you through these types of questions. 
we would we would we would ask these kind of questions. We would involve your parents uh, as much as they wanted to be involved to the best of our ability to get these things revealed. So, if you were my kid, I'll just now now I'll speak to you just as a dad. I would counsel you to wait. Uh, you know, if it was my son coming, you know, I want to get married at nineteen. Um, I would counsel you to wait, and for a variety of reasons, um, but. I would counsel you to wait. And of course, if you were my son, we'd have a relationship so we could talk about it. Um, but I'd counsel you to wait and get your home established uh, so that, uh, and go through some things, through some challenges and through some time in the engagement process or the, the relationship process in order to get to know each other more. Uh, and the final thing I would say to you that's texted in is that you need to be very careful uh, with your girlfriend not to have premarital sex and not to put yourself in positions where the emotions and the hormones are raging and you you mess it up and you have sex before marriage. It's That's not from the Lord. It'll put everything backwards. It'll bring the weight of sin and condemnation into this relationship and, and you don't need it. You don't need that and you don't want that. Uh, you want to honor um, this young woman as your sister in the Lord. You want to honor her as someone else's daughter and as a daughter of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So I want to share that warning with you um, because it's all too common where there's this excitement about marriage and there's an excitement about going forward that the flesh uh, is stirred up and then sin uh, happens and you don't want it. Thanks for your text. 303-690-3000. The Lines have filled up again. Uh, I want to go to line number three now is Princess. Princess is calling from Aurora, Colorado. And if it's the princess that I'm familiar with, she has just an amazing testimony of God's faithfulness. Princess, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Ed. It is me. How are you? Hi, Princess. You have some encouragement for Amanda. I do have some encouragement for Amanda. Amanda, um, I was only able to catch the end of her what the battle and the trial that you're going through. And I wanted to encourage you that six years ago after my divorce, um, I was not with the Lord, but I had given custody up due to my addictions to my ex-husband, whom I was married to for eight years. And just because I'm living and walking with Christ today um, does not mean that that sin hasn't still been a really, has has not been a truth for me. And, um, I still live without custody of my two children, and um, it's been, like I said, years, Amanda, but the last two times that I've tried to take paperwork in front of the judge, um, it it has still been no and no. So in the meantime, I stay faithful and I pray um, that my children's father, he is doing an amazing job with my children. So in the meantime, I thank God. I stay thankful. I stay grateful. Um, I attend church. And I am I am able to be a mother to t- my oldest and my youngest child, Abigail and Olivia, um, who I now have in church with me. Praise God. So <laughs> That's awesome. Amanda, it's just the will of God, and I, it just was on my heart when you were talking about that, not knowing the outcome of it. Um, every day I sit not knowing the outcome of my children, but I know that He's doing a good job with them. And I would just encourage you to stay in the Word and grow closer to our Father Christ, because ultimately, when we get to heaven, well, our eyes are going to be fixed on heaven. And so, let it be in God's control. <laughs> That's what I wanted to encourage Amanda about, Pastor Ed. Amen. That's a great word, and 
you know, it's a, it's a difficult thing. It definitely is difficult. And, you know, we, we weave, we weave together, you know, our lives in, in so many different ways. And, and one of the lessons that we're learning through our own weakness is, is that God is faithful uh, yes. and that he can overcome even our dumbest mistakes. Yes. Uh, and, and he's working all things together for the good, uh, for those that love him and those that are called according to his purpose. And, and that's an encouraging word to everyone listening in, because I know whenever somebody calls, it's really representative of so many more people that are going through a very similar thing that are listening. Yes. And, so, uh, Pastor Ed, would you pray for uh, my children and I that, you know, in God's time and His will, that I'll be able to be the mother my children need me to be, and that let God's will be done and not mine, please? Yeah, let's do that. God, we pray for Princess and you know, you know, God, how far you, you know, you know her better than any of us and know her. Uh, you know her inside and out. Uh, you know her in her worst times and you know her in her best times and you know what her future is. Yes, uh, you know what's up ahead, God. Everything is, everything is open before you. We find out everything a day at a time, but you know everything, Lord. Thank you, and Lord. And so I, I pray, God, that I pray that you would just reveal yourself in a powerful way to Princess and we want to hear a testimony and I even want to one day be able to meet and pray over her children. Thank you. Uh, and be able just to look them in the eyes and see the eyes of love and the eyes of just the rest, restoration and reconciliation. And I know, uh, having talked with Princess many times, that if she could go back and change the way she was, she would. Yeah. She would not make that decision. She wouldn't take that drug or she wouldn't do that thing. She wouldn't. Uh-huh. But God, we can't go back and undo we can't going back to change our past is like unscrambling an egg. God, we can't do that. But what we can do is trust you. What we can do is look forward. We can do what Paul said. This one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind, we're going to press forward to what's up ahead. And so God, give us the strength, give us the wisdom and understanding to do just that in Jesus name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ed. And God bless you, Amanda. Thank you so much, Pastor Ed. Thanks, Princess, for calling. Bye-bye. Yep, bye-bye. 303-690-3000. I want to grab a real quick text question. Uh, it's not a question. It's a prayer request. Uh came in earlier uh, and just want to lay it out for you guys. Hi, Ed. I'm in a ver- really low place. I know prayer delay does not mean no. Satan makes it hard to keep the faith sometimes. Please give a hold-on verse. Uh, and he signed it, Joe. Uh, you're right. Delayed prayer doesn't mean no, but it feels like no. You know, it feels like um, the that that God said no, and and it's it's actually a no for now. It's not a no forever. It's a no for now, and we keep waiting. And here's a, one of those. Uh, I'm going to give you two verses. You asked for one, but I'm going to give you a couple. Uh, in Hebrews chapter twelve, verse twelve, it says, "Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather healed." And, and the Lord's just saying, make straight places for you. Keep seeking him. Keep going forward. Uh, keep um, keep m- taking the next step. Eliz- I like what uh, Elizabeth Elliot says for those that are struggling and battling trials. She says that we have to learn how to do the next thing. We need to learn how to do the next thing uh, and, and continue to take steps forward. Continue to take steps toward the Lord. Uh, continue to walk in his wisdom. Uh, and... In Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, is another verse I have for you. He says, Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we don't 
lose heart. Let me give you another verse. I'll give you three. For God so loved Joe. For God so loved Joe. The actual word is the world, but you're part of the world, Joe. For God so loved joy that he gave his only begotten son, that if Joe would believe in him, and he does, whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. So hang in there, brother. Don't quit. It's always too soon to quit. Allow the Lord to strengthen you. Keep seeking him out. Keep following him. Keep looking to him for strength. Um, And then we've got just a couple minutes. We're going to move to line number one is Priscilla. Priscilla's calling from Denver, Colorado. Priscilla, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. I got a quick question, and uh, I'll try not to take much of the time. Um, So my husband, I've been with my husband for just about 11 years. Um, Unfortunately, he's been an alcoholic for the past 11 years. Um, About a year ago, he got a DUI. Um, About a month after that, we were both baptized. Um, We do have two children together. Um, Even with everything that's going on with the DUI, um, all the financial problems and all the other things that go along with it, um, my husband still hasn't quit. He hasn't hasn't stopped drinking. Um, January of this year, I decided enough was enough. I moved out, got a place for my children and I. Um, You know, a month later, we kind of came back home. So I like have, we have two homes now. We go back and forth. And I kind of just pointed out to my husband, and of course I know that things will change when God's ready for it. Um, You know, I've mentioned you got this DUI, you're on probation, your finances are just crazy. You've lost your family. You know, we're back here. We're trying to make this work, and you still continue to drink. I just don't know where to go with this. Obviously, I've did lots of praying, um, and I just don't know where to go. Yeah, it's a hard one. I mean, if you're not in any physical danger, right? You're not in any physical danger? Oh, no, no. Okay, good. Um, You know, you married this man for better or for worse, and this happens to be one of the worst times. And, And you get to these places, it sounds like, where you get to the end of the rope. You know, you just can't take it anymore. And it's just too much and your husband's not changing, but I'm going to encourage you not to give up on him. You're the person on the earth that loves him the most is you. There isn't another person that loves him more than you do. There's not another person that's more committed to him than you are. There's not another person that would drop everything to serve him and love him. And, and I'm just going to pray that not only as you pray for him, but as you demonstrate your love for him, as you communicate your love for him, Uh, as you wait for him to come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ in his life, as you wait for him to um, be delivered from alcohol, check this out. I want to read this to you, okay? I have a family in our church that gave me permission to read this email anytime the topic comes up, uh, and now I can't find it. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, Here it is. Um, There was a family in our church that came to me um, and Um, I forget, I'd have to look at how many years he was drinking. It was so bad. Um, And we have a ministry here where guys that want to get sober can can be a part of it. And and so he started coming to the church, and they met me after service, and I prayed with them. And then a couple days later, I got this email. He says, 
Uh, hi, Pastor Ed. Thank you for talking with me and my wife in between services two Sundays ago. <clears throat> I've been okay. trying to get sober for years. I think it's probably 20 or 25 years, if I'm correct. <clears throat> His wife stuck it out with him for 25 years. And they're standing in front of me, right? And I'm praying with them and I'm giving them hope because I've been sober 26 years and I can share with them that testimony. And here's this email. It says, I'm reaching out for help. You said you were going to pray for me that day. I appreciate that. And then, and then here's the, here's the thing. His, the end of the email says, my wife is typing out tonight because I've been drinking. And, and I mean, he was so drunk that night, he couldn't even type the email to me for help. And, and I just want oh. you to know this family, they're still in our church. Uh, and I think Tony's been sober now for four years because God did do oh, a work wow. in his life. And his wife waited long enough now that she can enjoy her sober husband. And I mean, they, if I remember correctly, they've been together since high school. And she stuck it out, stuck it out all the bad times, all the difficult times, all the crazy times. And I just know that the Lord has his sights on your husband. And please, in the strength of the Lord, stick it out because there's not a person on the earth that loves him more than you do. All right. Okay. I'm going to pray for you because the show's almost over. So Lord, bless my sister and encourage her. uh, Strengthen her in this trial and bring her husband to a saving knowledge of sobriety and salvation in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Got to go. Bye-bye. We come to the end of the show today. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you for being a part of our lives and our family. Pray the Lord encourages you, strengthens you, pours out his love and mercy upon you, that your relationship with Jesus would be the most important thing to you tonight. Thanks, guys. God bless. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.